Hello, this is Penny, and I am sorry. We are having a, just a little bit of technology uh, issues, so if you guys will hang on with us for just a minute, we're going to get logged on here just shortly. So please stay with us and don't hang up. Thank you. Okay, I'm going to get our host on for tonight, so just bear with us, and we'll be right with you. Good evening. Hi, Alicia. Hi, how are you? I think we're going to be okay. It's it's just I'm having to move back to this other computer, so I'm going to have to go and um, log you out of the other one. I've let the crowd know that we were having just a little bit of difficulty here, but we're going to move on. So I'm going to, if you, the crowd, if you'll just give us a few more minutes, what I'm going to do is turn on just a little music to get you going here. And then I'll be right back. So, Alicia, just hold on for just a second or so, okay? Okay, definitely. Okay. All right, Alicia, are you on with us? Everybody okay? I am on. Okay. I think we're going to be okay. Um, Sorry about that, everyone, but we're going to move forward. Not sure what all that is about, but we're going to move forward with tonight's show. I'm honored to just be able to be here and have Alicia with us. And you just know sometimes things happen, information that we need, things to be delayed, but we're, again, going to keep moving forward. I am working on a different computer, so I'm going to have to pull up my notes on the other one. But we're going to get started. So, Alicia, just want to say thank you. And what I'm going to do is just go through our housekeeping things, um, let everybody know, because we always have new listeners as well. So let's go through that. Then I'm going to have you introduce yourself, tell us about you, and we'll get going right into the show, okay? Sure. Thank you. Okay. You're welcome. Well, I just want to remind everybody again, thank you, and thank you for your patience um, for holding on with us tonight. Also want to remind you that our chat line is not open. I'm going to do that right now. Let's do that. Okay, so the chat line is open for those of you who are listening online with us. Remember, you can submit your questions or comments for tonight's show there, and we will get to those just as quickly as possible. You can also use the call-in number, which is 818. 818- Six nine one seven four zero six again eight one eight six nine one seven four zero six. 
Um, for our new listeners and our repeat listeners, we can't move on without the trash can concept. want to remind everyone, if you have not moved your trash can, please do so. For our new listeners, the trash can concept is our butterfly evolution baby, and what we ask you to do is move your trash can in order to bring awareness to how our mind keeps up with even the smallest, most insignificant things that we do. Those things become habits so often because what you'll find, well, what we have found is that we continue to go to the old location of the trash can that we moved. You'll find that you go back to that place even though you know you've moved it. In order to promote change, we ask that you do that, and as you go back to its old location, think about the number of times that you are going back and how often we also do that in our day-to-day living, our day-to-day lives and decisions and so forth. And sometimes we just get comfortable with stuff, whether it works for us or not. We get stuck and comfortable with people, whether they work for us or not. And so in order to promote change, you've got to bring awareness to the fact that there is change needed. Life changes, we change. The seasons change, the days change. So we cannot live this world without change. So that's what the trash can concept is about. Make a game of it with your children, with your family. Just make make fun out of it, but also recognize and bring awareness to and for the need for change. Also, I want to remind you, so a thought, you leave an action. You sow an action, you reap habits. Habits create our character, and from our character becomes our destiny. So it's so important to renew your mind. And I think if we talk about living on the edge, we'll probably cover a good good amount of that or at least make you think about your thoughts, what things need to change in your life, and so forth. So let's move on without further ado. I want to, um, again, Alicia, thank you for disagreeing to be on the show tonight. Um, I know today's been a little bit crazy for you with the college students and all of that. So just introduce yourself. And, again, this is, this is Alicia Broughton. Dr. Alicia Brown, she's going to tell you about herself and just kind of introduce you, and then we'll get into tonight's topic. Hope you guys have questions and comments for us tonight. So, Alicia, please just introduce yourself and tell us who you are. Thank you, Tammy, and it's such a pleasure to be on the show this evening. And I just want to start by saying, you know, spiritually, that I just thank God every day that I wake up, and that's a part of my testimony that you were here tonight. And I just Thank God, just to be alive. Um, I have been teaching for 21 years um, as a public school educator, and out of the 21 years I've been, out of the eight years I've been a college adjunct and just became a professor at a local college, um, it's just a privilege to connect with so many people, to be an inspiration to so many people. My goal in life is just to impact as many lives as I can And in 2003, the doctors had diagnosed me with breast cancer. I went from a $60,000 a year job to welfare, food stamps, and Medicaid from 2003 until 2007. At that time, I was unable to work. Um, I lost everything. I had my car, my house. So I found myself at that time living in public housing. And I can say this, the only thing that kept me with a sound mind is just knowing that God was working on my behalf. I had to encourage myself in the Lord and to speak those things as though they were to myself 
sometimes you never you take things for granted until you find yourself in a place where nobody's there, you don't have a car, you can't get around. I found myself homeless and had to go to a shelter. So I've seen the ups in life, I've seen the downs in life, but everything I went through three times being diagnosed in mammograms for breast cancer, and as a result, the last time I lost 80% of the vision in my left eye, and then the doctors turned around and told me that they were testing me for lupus, but I always know no matter what it looks like, no matter what it seems like, I know that God has a plan for my life. So tonight I just want to give somebody hope and talk to you about purpose, you know. If you're still living, I always say, as long as you have life in your body, you have purpose. When you're down, you're depressed, you're out, you're suicidal, remember that God put you on this earth because you have a purpose. Everybody has a purpose to reach someone else. Whatever your problems are, whatever your trials are, whatever your temptations are, after you overcome the test, then there's a testimony. So I say to you today, it's surely not, it's not what it looks like. And as a result of me being sick and not being able to work, and my school district told me I was a high risk, and I think in a year's time I applied for over 30,000 jobs last year, and I'm like, okay, God, I need income. I need a way to survive. And I started going to youth group centers, senior centers, daycares, anywhere I could find to volunteer to keep my mind off of what I was going through. And I thank God because in one year, I don't even know how I did it, in 22 months I I volunteered 800 hours in 22 months. And as a result, I began to meet people and I was able to minister to people. It seemed like I always found someone else that was always worse off than me. So that made me to encourage myself in the Lord you know, my situation may seem bad to me, but there's always someone else worse off than you are. So I speak light to you today. I said always remember that you have hope for surely not what it looks like. And as a result of me not being able to work, I begin to say, okay, God, what am I going to do from here? And it's like I heard in the spirit God saying, I have given you so much gifting. I have given you so much talent that you can start your own business. At that point, I went and got a business license, and I said, okay, I'm good at grant writing. I'm good at event planning. I'm good at daycare trainings. I'm good at business training. So I began to compilate a list. And when I got done, I had over 60 things on this list that I could do, and I got a price list. I began to brand myself, and I began to market. And I came to tell somebody today, it took me three years let me see, this is my fifth year in business, but I thank God that things are actually starting to flow together. I'm starting to make money. When I first started off, it was difficult. It was hard to get support. But I thank God today because he's shaking and he's moving things. He's shifting things in the atmosphere so that things can happen for me. And, you know, sometimes you may say, well, I see that person being blessed and this person is doing that. But you got to keep your focus and you got to remember that your time is coming. Someone said, save the best for last. So I tell people, you know what, you can't look at someone else's trial and determine why you're not being blessed because I know in this season, this is a season for all of us to be blessed. And even when I was sick, I began to post, put sticky notes on my bedroom mirror, my bathroom mirror, and in my um, sitting room and different places throughout my house. 
And every time I begin to get depressed or oppressed, I begin to look up the scriptures. I had verses of inspiration from some people like Les Brown, Ayanna Van Zandt. So when I began to get depressed, I began to look at this inspirational stuff. I began to out loud speak these scriptures, speak these sayings, speak the inspirational things that I read out loud into my spirit man. And as I began to speak the things in my spirit man, I'd be like, okay, God, I understand. I'm speaking those things as though they were. So if you're going through some health issues tonight, no, I've been through it for seven long years. And you know what? Everything that the canker worm, everything that I lost, God is restoring it slowly but surely, but he's restoring it. And I just want to say I thank God for that. I depended on my family. My family wasn't there. I depended on my church family. God put me in a place where he had to humble me, and he had to make me solely depend on him. And the outcome was that I knew who my Savior was and that I knew who my survivor was. So I said to you tonight, whatever you're going through, you can make it, you will make it, and you will survive. And I just want to say I went to the doctor here recently. I got a mammogram. I'm cancer-free. They couldn't find anything on my mammogram. My my vision, I had lost 80% of the vision in my left eye. Went to the doctor. The doctor said all my vision is stored up to 10%, so I thank God for that. And I said that to say this. And even while I was going through this, I loved to write. So I began to keep a journal. Every time I got down or whatever I was going through, I began to write. And as a, I began to write, I wrote this book. It's a book of poetic verse. It's called Living on the Edge. And I began to write poems about joy, happiness, peace, long-suffering. And inside of this book, Living on the Edge, during this same year that I became sick, I lost three close friends. I lost one of my friends. He came home to his brother's funeral. He was in the Army. Well, at the funeral, he had a massive heart attack and passed away. So he never made it back overseas. And his name, his name is Sergeant Mark Anthony Piper. There's a component of the book donated to him. So actually all the proceeds from the book were working on a scholarship fund in honor of him. So initially, whenever the family's ready, um, from the book sales, there will be a scholarship fund in in lieu of Mark Anthony Piper scholarship fund. And I had two other friends that passed away with breast cancer. So I have dedicated this book to those three individuals. And, you know, sometimes we go through trials. There's points about trials and tribulations. But no matter what we go through, the best is yet to come. And even when my finances, they seem to be messed up, okay, I said, okay, God, what am I going to do about it? And as I began to research grants, um, how to go back to school. I began to search on jobs, how to work from home. And I had an idea on the back of my mind is to put it in a book. So I developed a business manual. It's called Business Practices and Principles, Broke Yesterday and Rich Today. So it's a handbook. It has 10 chapters. It has a chapter on scholarships, how to apply for scholarships and financial aid from the first step to the last step. It has how to obtain your business license, whether you want to obtain a 501c3, a nonprofit, a S-corp or C-corp, and how to brand your business. How do you brand your business to sell yourself to make money? There's some scriptural tips inside. There's credit repair inside. There's how to start a nonprofit, how to get grants. Whatever you're going through financially is in this book. 
And the reason I wrote the book was because I've been there. So it's a book of help to help other people that are going through some of the similar things. Okay. Wonderful. You know, I heard, I've been taking notes as you've been talking, and the one thing I want to point out is, you know, it's so easy to get down and out and think that life has, uh, life has just thrown us a, 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 let's see, a bad road, you know, that we have, there's so much going on, it's just easy to lose um, your hope, and it's easy to find yourself not really being thankful for the things that you do have and we do have. And in listening to you, a number of things came out, but this one in particular, that you took control over your life and your happiness by the sticky notes, by, okay, what do I do now? And keeping, keeping the hope and the faith. So often we buy into, I was thinking today as I was reading this morning, it's so easy for us to believe who the things that we are not. It's easy yes. to believe in the rejection. It's easy, yes. easy to believe in the loneliness and to look at the circumstances and think this is it. It's easy yes. to do that, and it's easy to be that if you lay yes. down and just take it. And had you, had you in your mind accepted what your circumstances look like, what your present look like, what even your future look like, you very well may not be here today. It really, yeah. I, I, when you, when, and I want to get to living on the edge because, you know, in some senses, some people look at living on the edge as a good thing. Some look, look at it as, as a bad thing. So I want to ask you, I have a good number of questions, but just your introduction of yourself brought so much more. So I have many more. But living on the edge, what, well, let's, how did you come up with the title of the book first? Like I said, during the time I began to keep a journal and I began to write, God just told me to write. And at the time, I felt like I was literally living on the edge. I was like, oh, my God, if one more thing happens, God, I don't know what I, how, how am I going to deal with this. I don't know if I can deal with this. So I had to find a way in myself. I always said I chose to be happy. And some people say, well, I'm depressed, you know, and I'm, frustrated, but I chose to be happy. You know, even though I'm going through these things over here, I understand they're part of my destiny. I understand that they're part of my purpose, and I understand that I have to go through things over here to get my blessing over there. And, you know, my thing, you were talking about rejection. And even before I was born, my mother began to share with me. My mother said, you definitely have to have a purpose. Before I was even born, my mother went to abortion abortion clinic in Philadelphia on three different occasions. She went on a Monday, and she, on the way there, she got terminally sick, and they had to take her to the hospital. And she had some type of viral infection, so she couldn't have the procedure done. So they released her from the hospital the next day. On the way to the abortion clinic, she had a temperature. Day number three, she went back and had another infection. I'm saying that to say this. When she went to abort me, she could not abort me, but she now understands the reason why. She said, I have, because she understands I have purpose. And sometimes you can be rejected from your mother's womb. Even as a young girl, when I went to school, I was always in the gifted and talented programs. I was bullied a lot. You know, kids of color never accepted me. They always picked on me, but I always carried the spirit of rejection. 
I can remember for years just carrying it. And sometimes when you carry the spirit of rejection, you become bitter. And, you know, I had to say, God, help me to go from bitter to better. But I carried this thing for years. And I just can honestly say, maybe about 30 years ago, I was able to release it and I was able to let it go because I understand now whose I am and who I am and whose I am. So now I had to release it. I, and, you know, sometimes it's people of color. We're ashamed to go to counseling. I had to go through counseling. One time I was taking medication. And I'm, I'm not ashamed to say it because if you need help, get the help that you need. But I can say the thing that really brought me out spiritually was the Word of God. I'm a firm believer spiritually that it was the Word of God that brought me out of my circumstances. And as I said before, everything that I've been through, I have learned how to share it with others to impact and empower other individuals so that they can come out as well. But it's all, it's a book by Joyce Myers. It's called Battlefield of Their Mind. And the most detrimental way people do not come out is because it's a battle in your mind. So if you're having a battle in your mind, I say get counseling. Key number one, get counseling. If you need to take medication, do whatever you have to do to, you know, keep self-control. And if you're on the spiritual tip, I just began to read the Word of God. I went through spiritual counseling with my pastor. So that's just some ways that I overcame um, what I was going through. And I even began to read books. I began to read books about healing. I began to read books about restoration until I found myself that I had completed the process. It's a process that you go through. Okay. Okay, so let me ask you this. Living on the edge, because when I, I sat, sat back and just thought about what would, what would living on the edge be like for me, um, and, I, and I know so often we go through things, again, that appear, um, and I, listening to your story, I can, I, can, I can really see where you feel like, oh, God, not one more thing. Because, you know, even today with the computer issue, I'm like, oh, God, how this can't be. But there's so many bigger things. But what is, for people listening to us, what does living on the edge mean to you? I know what, what you were going through when you, well, we hear what you were going through when you uh, wrote the book and at the time. But as I thought about living on the edge, I imagined myself, I'm afraid of heights, of heights. And I imagine yeah. myself on the edge, um, constantly looking down yeah. as if that will help me rather than trying to find a way to stay up, basically. Like, yeah. I'm on that edge, but I'm focused on <laughs> how far is it, how high up am I, almost as if I'm anticipating the fall rather than yeah. how do I get off this edge or stay up long enough for someone to get me down off this edge. And so often I think in life that's what we look at. We we yes. um we go to the end if, if that makes sense. I had a friend that was going through something a while back and she kept saying, Well well Friday, you know, I'm gonna have to do, be out by Friday. If this doesn't happen by Friday and I said, It's not Friday yet. It's only Tuesday. A lot can happen between now yes, and Friday. Definitely. So why are you already yes. at Friday? <laughs> So yes. what does living on the edge mean to you um, from an audience standpoint? What do you think people who feel like, because uh, many people just kind of, I, I think they, the title catches, catch, catch their minds because many people feel like 
They are living on the edge. So what do you think from our listeners, and maybe our listeners can tell us this too, what is living on the edge um, to you? I know what you were going through, but does that, does that make sense? The question makes sense. Yes, like even with the front of the book on the book cover, it's a ledge. Okay, and if somebody's standing on the ledge looking down like, you know, I'm living on the edge, how much more than I can take? You explained it. And I would say to me living on the edge is like how much more can I take? You know, my finances are messed up. I don't have a job. I don't even know how I'm going to survive. I don't know how I'm going to live from day to day. I'm depressed. I'm oppressed. I'm suicidal. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm taking pills just to sustain and when I'm taking these pills, I feel like I'm in a mummy, comatose state. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm living on the edge. I'm just living from day to day. Today I could be here, and I really don't know because tomorrow I may not be here. So that's what I'm thinking when I'm living on the edge. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just living from day to day. I'm just, I have hopes from day to day. I'm hoping from day to day that it's going to get better, that things will get better. And as I was saying before, as I was living from day to day, I was believing and I was hoping that things would get better, and they did, as I said before, using the word of God. But living on the edge could be different things for different people depending on what they're going through or how they're looking at it. But regardless of how you're living, like I said before, there's always hope. So I just want to say there's always hope regardless of what it looks like, regardless of what it seems like. There's always hope and restoration on the other side. Okay. Okay, wonderful. Um, and for those of you who are possibly listening online, for as we told you coming in, there's, there has to be something going on with the Block Talk site because I'm un- unable to open up the chat line. So if you do have questions or comments and you want to get them in tonight, you do want to call in using the 818-691-7406 number. Again, 818-691-7406. Because we're just going to keep it moving and not, I'm, I'm just not going to live on the edge trying to get that on to, up and running tonight. So um, let's just keep it moving. I noticed in, in kind of playing around through your site the phrase um, that, you know, if you're frustrated because you're ready for change, and change is, is a word that, that I have come to love, that change and that transformation. And also, about the purpose, and you've talked about purpose at the beginning of the show. And I wanted to ask how I feel there's so many of us, even with where you are now, if you think about where you are now um, as as fulfilling your purpose and and walking into your destiny, uh, pretty much what what you were probably, I won't say probably, what you were put here to do because, as you said, your mom said there was purpose for you even, you know, before birth. But I feel that there's so many people walking around uh, with unfulfilled passion and purpose um, in addition to that, such a spiritual disconnect. And life is, is filling all of those voids, uh, the world. They're, they're filling the, those voids with the worldly things, which adds to, in my opinion, even a more hunger or more sense of um, unworthiness or incomplete feeling incomplete, not really knowing where they fit in. And as you talked about being frustrated for change, I 
do you feel that most people are at that point, especially today, they're frustrated for that change but just really don't know how to get into the process of welcoming that change? And then I have another one about purpose, but I'll allow you to answer that one first. So about the being frustrated about the change, do you feel that most people are at that, at that level now? A lot of people are frustrated with the change. Even on the spiritual tip, my pastor was just preaching on Sunday, and it was like sometimes you wait and you pray for things for 15 years, and even praying for 15 years, you're still trusting and believing in God, and you're still in the same predicament. And sometimes you find yourself saying, okay, God, I'm frustrated. It seems like everybody around me is being blessed. When is my blessing going to come? But I, when I think about change, my situation may not change, but my mindset will change. Your mindset has a lot to do with it. You know, the Bible says be content in the state that you're found in, which you're actually working towards change. But even though I may be living in an apartment, even though I may be homeless, you know, I, I see it, but I also see my future. My future is brighter than my past. And even the word purpose means, it's the reason that you were created. It's the reason that something is done. Another word for purpose is motivation, the cause of, the reason of, and the justification of. And I believe God has allowed some of us to suffer to reach our purpose. When I personally mm-hmm. think of purpose, I think of my aim. God, what are the plans that you have for my life? What am I designed to do? What is the intent for my life? And I know everything that I've been through was to share my testimony to help somebody else. You know, we take the smaller things for granted. Sometimes we have to go through things so that we're grateful. You know, I had a, always had a new car. I was, a, you know, and I just, I never kept the car clean, you know, and, and, and just not having a car for seven months, it allowed me to be grateful. I said, God, whatever you give to me from this point on, I will always be grateful. I will always understand my purpose. And I think, you know, some people, a lot of people I talk to, they say, well, it seems like a daily routine. I get up, I go to work, it's the same thing over and over and over. But when you understand what your purpose is, yes, I get up and go to work, but I understand that I was created for something. And sometimes I talk to people, they say, I don't know what I was created for. So I'll say to them, I said, well, what was your hobby? I just met a young lady that was 17, she dropped out of school last year. She should have graduated. So as I was sitting down with the young lady, I said to her, I said, what is your purpose in life? She said, mm-hmm. I said, what are your goals in life? She said, mm-hmm. I said, okay, let's take it another route. Um, what was your major in high school? And she began to, she got really excited, and she was telling me her major was culinary arts and how great a baker she was. And I said to her, I said, I'm sure you have pictures. She opened up her cell phone and had over a 1,000 pictures of cakes, cupcakes, different things she had baked. I said, okay, now you understand your purpose. She said, what do you mean by that? I said, do you like to bake? She says, yes. So we went on the SBA.gov website, and we got um, information for her so she could understand the concept of business and what it was to be a sole proprietor. So we got the business ethics pat down, and what we did, she began to bake, and, you know, I said, what I can do, I'll be a blessing to you to get the bacon items. And we began to take some of the bake items to different um, different nursing homes, 
um, different PTO events. And as she did that, she did that for two weeks. On Wait Story, we made flyers and we made brochures. And we began, from, as people began to taste the baked items that she made, the first week she made $749. The second week she made $1,500. And the third week she told me she had four weddings. She made $3,000-some dollars. And I'm saying that to say this. You know, some people can't find a job. And I tell people if you can't find a job, if you don't understand what your purpose is and the natural, you're good at something. Whatever you're good at, brand yourself. Put yourself out there. We have social networking. Whatever you're good at, if you're good at doing hair, post it on social networking. If you're a good writer, if you're an author, post it on social networking because there's two sides of purpose. There's a natural side and there's a spiritual side. And the natural side of purpose is what are you doing, what are your plans? Do you want to get married? Where do you see yourself going for job-wise? Where do you see your life going in the natural? And the spiritual side is, because I'm a really spiritual person, is where where is it that I'm supposed to go in God? Where is my ministry going? And I know on the spiritual side, my ministry is to help hurting women. My ministry is to help those that are in need. I have a ministry of needs. And my and also to help teenage girls that are pregnant. So those are that's my purpose. I understand my purpose. And I understand that if I don't fulfill my purpose, if I don't understand my destiny, I can't fulfill my purpose. Hmm. And uh, and many people, I'm glad you said that, many people don't think about tomorrow, the de- their destiny. Yes. Where do I want to be? Yes. What What am I doing to get there? And so if you don't know where you want to be, what you want, even if it's if you want to be married, if you want children, you know, yes. you have to prepare yourself even mentally and emotionally for that. But I want to get some mm. words that mean the same as purpose, and that is drive. And as I go through this, yes. think about in your life what drives you, determination, what what keeps you determined um, as far as purpose is concerned. So drive, determination, persistence, and tenacity. So how how often or when is the last time Anybody on this line really thought about what is my purpose? What drives me? What what makes me happy doing no matter what is going on in my life? What is the thing that I want to do when I'm feeling the worst, that I'll still get up and go go to do it because it drives me, it motivates me, it makes me feel better. I'm determined when I'm doing this thing. As you talked about the young lady with the cakes, there's, there's something all of our young children Uh, which is a good time to bring that up here because I think so often we try to push our kids out into being things that are are going to bring them all this money. But as we can see, as we continue to say on this show, all the money does not work either because we have many people who have lots and lots and lots of money that that commit suicide. They're miserable because the money cannot fill that void. That money cannot do it. So yes. purpose, drive, determination, persistence, and tenacity. And as we talk about change, butterfly evolution is big on change and transformation. But words that mean yes. the same as change is alteration, modification, and, of course, yes. I've added transformation. So we have to alter our thought process. We have to modify even, even who we are in order to yes. get to our destiny. You, you can't yes. just think. I'm on that edge, and this is where I'm going to stay. Because if you had, if you had did that again, Alicia, I'll say as I said earlier, as we continue to have people coming in, 
if you had said, I'm, I'm on this edge and this is good as it gets, I'm, I'm not going to be able to get down, and if I do, it's going to be the death of me. You, as you said, your mindset changed, and you had to put the sticky notes up. You had to read those things. Sometimes I, I, I and hearing your story, it, it really validates for me that sometimes we just have to be kind of tripped up. We have to fall yeah. over in order yeah. for us to do what God has called us to do because I, yeah. I really feel that there are some people who, some people say all of us are called, and, and that's okay if, if we want to leave it there, but I truly believe mm-hmm. that there are some that are called who have been not just called but snatched yeah. up and out. And, and, and that yeah. there's a true divine purpose to heal the a mass of people. And sometimes in order for God to get us to that point, because we we sometimes get so comfortable with what, where we are, what mm-hmm. we have, how life is going, so God has to wait a minute. Mm-hmm. But you have this spiritual purpose over here that if I let this keep going, this may not happen over here. So let me just let me yeah. stop a few things and put some things on hold. Um that. So I want to check and see if we have any questions uh, for our callers. I see you all out here. So you do have to select the number one. And remember, if you're listening uh, online, I'm not able to open up the chat line for whatever reason, so I'm just not going to deal with that. So if you do have questions or a comment, call in using the 818-691-7406. Anything want to add before I have a few more questions anything you want to add about the frustration the change uh, purpose and so forth no just to say you know the Bible says many are called but few are chosen and you know like you were saying with our purpose some of us have Mm -hmm. purpose that we have to go through what we have to go through and my favorite Bible verse is Deuteronomy 31 and 6 which says be strong and be courageous do not Mm -hmm. fear or dread anything that you're going through it is the Lord that is taking you through what you're going through. He will never leave you or forsake you. So I stand on that scripture, and I know that God is not a man that he shall lie. So I stand, and I believe that scripture, and I understand no matter what I'm going through, even Psalms 90, Psalm 23 says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Even when I was walking through the valley of shadow of death, you know, my natural man was like, I'm too young to die. I don't want to die. But standing on the word is what kept me and sustained me through it all. And and you've been through quite a bit. I know you had shared some things, but I didn't know uh, to the extent, to the level. And I say if if for the listeners, even for myself, it makes me feel a little, just a little bit embarrassed about, you know, flipping out and tripping over just even the smallest things like the interruption in your computer day. Um, so many things that we just let annoy us and just we're not content in the things that we yeah. do have. And, and it's so important to give thanks and be content with things that you have, even if, if you're not in such good health, but you are alive today because someone did not yeah, go
Um, you know, but if we have an opportunity to get there before going through this everything, and I and I and I feel that we do. We have an opportunity to get to that place to really know and trust God, and open ourselves up to that spiritual purpose, to that that spiritual purpose that drives us, that we're determined to do. So, um, for people who are listening out there and feel that frustration because of that internal, um, I guess, yearning for change or for something, they may not know exactly what it is, what would be your advice? Uh, what would be just if you could give them one piece of advice for kind of awakening that, um, putting down that frustration and awakening and welcoming the ability to change, what would be your advice to that person? I would say definitely to see some type of psychological or spiritual counseling, you know, so that you're able to change your mindset because your mindset has a lot to do with it. You know, get around people that can pray. Um, even if you have to, like I said, see a psychiatrist or psychologist, go and get help because before you can do anything, your mindset has to be changed. Um, get around people that are going to add to your life, that are going to build you. So many times we get around people and they're down and they're draining us. I had to drop the dead weight out of my life. I noticed that mm-hmm. I had a lot of people supposedly were my friends and they were in my inner circle, and every time I turned around, I'm listening to their problems. I'm encouraging them, but they never encouraged me, and they were draining everything that I had in me out. So I had to learn how to build, be around people. I had to change my whole environment. I had to change my atmosphere. I had to get around people that I knew were going to build me. When they're down, I'm able to pray. When I'm down, they're able to pray for me. We encourage each other in the Lord. So I would say, you know, get around people that are going to add things to you because you, sometimes you're in an inner circle and you have people around you just like leeches. And they're draining everything you have. So I said to get around positive people with a positive mindset. Join support groups. If a support group will help, join a support group. Get help. Talk. You know, I always say, you know, talking is the greatest therapy ever because so many times we have so many bottled up feelings inside. And instead of having the feelings bottled up, support groups, or another person's ear just to listen is very fundamental. And like I said before, Read books, whatever you're going through, read books. The Internet has oodles and oodles of information about other people's testimonies or what they went through, how they overcame. You can Google anything on the Internet for intervention strategies. So I say to look for some of those strategies and to get help. Okay, okay, okay. Um, And this is, do you feel... Um, this is Women's Month on the Butterfly Evolution Show, and I know we talked about wanting you to kick it off. Do you feel women, um, do you feel that we as women go through this frustration more so than men in this, in this time today? And if so, would you give women a different piece of advice? Would you add more to the advice that you just gave? Um, or, or would, would it be a, a, the same across the board? So do you feel women go through, are going through more frustration in this era of time? I do. I was just reading something on CNN um, yesterday, and it was talking about that as a 2011, I'm looking at it now, it says that 69% of the women in the United States are single mothers. You know, 
when you're a single mother, not only you're a single mother, you're your mom, your dad, you cook, you clean, you run the kids to their events, and not that you don't want to take care of your kids, but it can be frustrating sometimes with just working a 40-hour work job, and then sometimes you got to work two jobs to sustain. you got to cook, clean, iron clothes. Sometimes that can be overexerting, frustrating. That can be frustrating, you know, a woman's job is never done. As you know, a mother, we're just like a door started battery. We go when we go when we go. And for me, I, you know, I got so many testimonies, but I have two daughters. And I was in a really bad abusive relationship. I had my collarbone broke. I had my leg broke. I had my ankle broke. And, you know, that's because I was looking for love in all the wrong places. And sometimes as women, we look for love in all the wrong places. You know, I wasn't really, my house, we never even told each other that we loved each other. What my parents did or what we did, we bought each other, you know, stuff, materialistic stuff, but there was really never a measure of love shown in my house. So, you know, when I went to college, I said, when I get out of this house, I'm going to do everything I want to do. And when I, I got in a bad relationship for years and I was abused, I mean, black eyes, people could see it. And, I, you know, I always had an excuse, I always made up a reason why, you know, something had happened to me. But it took me years, and I can finally say, thank God, five years ago I was able to get away from the person. But I tell ladies, you know, don't be a victim of a domestic violence situation. You know, continue to let your kids be your driving force. You were talking about a driving force. My daughters were my driving force. I'm like, I've got to stay alive for my kids. Can't nobody be a mother to your kids like a mother herself. God, just give me the drive. Give me the intuition. Give me the push. When I'm down some days, let me keep pushing to take care of my kids. And if you're a mother, remember, let your kids be your driving force. I can't give up. I won't give up. I have kids. They're my driving force. Continue to push and let your kids be your driving force. Just so many things. I went to college. I had my kids when I was a teen mother. I was able to go to college, and I had to sit out a year from college because I had another, my second daughter, and they told me it was going to take me six years to get my bachelor's degree. I got my bachelor's degree in four years. I graduated still with the class I went in with, and I'm saying that to say this, ladies. Whatever you want to do in life, it is achievable. It is possible. It may take hard work, and sometimes as women, we because we're caregivers, we have that caring spirit, we have that motherly spirit. And sometimes we take care of everybody else around us and we forget, we lose our own identity, you know. So I encourage you not to lose your own identity. I hear a lot of ladies saying they're married and what they did before they got married and they're married now, and they lose their identity and they lose who they are. So I encourage you on today, find a hobby, find things you can do. Don't lose your um, identity and continue to find goals where you can achieve those goals. So for ladies, I would say don't lose your identity, keep your head up, and stay around positive people, and do things that make you happy. A friend of mine wrote a book. It's called I Choose to Be Happy. So choose to be happy, ladies. Okay. I'm glad two things. Uh, I always, every opportunity I get, I like to uh, just really, really, allow the men to hear from myself, from from women that I hear talking about this, men, dads, brothers, uncles, cousins, 
best male friends, again, you have no idea. You have no idea the value you bring to the woman in your life, whether it's your wife, your sister, especially your daughter, because the more you can instill in your daughter at a younger age, the better she will be as a young woman. The um, The less she will give in to the first man that comes to her. She will look exactly. for the kind of love that you give. And, and you know, people really don't look uh, look deep into this. Uh, I wish there was a study that could go on, you know, the women or young girls who had nurturing fathers, not just a father yes. in their life, but a nurturing, yes. caring father yes. and were involved emotionally in her yeah. life, who sets that stage mm-hmm. and that example, you know, what what kind of life they have with choosing uh, a mate, a husband, a boyfriend, or, or just anything. So you have no idea of, of the value um, that you bring to us as women. You can, you can kill us with a word, uh, and it, a word will cut deeper or go deeper than a bullet. And and, yes. and even words not spoken, those same words not spoken and words spoken, what you say and what you don't say will go deeper and, and farther than, than, a, than a bullet, close range. I mean, just right there on us. So you have no idea. So if you're listening and you're a male, you're a father, think about this the next time you are, um, you know, with your sister, with your with your mom, uh-huh. with your your daughter, yeah. especially. Yes. It's, it's not never too late to start. Never too late. And Definitely. the the other thing about women coming back to the women, I want to add that it's so important that we begin to support one another. Definitely. I'm always yes. amazed as how women can just by um, another woman entering a room that we prejudge and sum this person up without even knowing them. Yes. And and so we have to learn to support one another um, because your struggle may be different from mine, but a struggle is a struggle. You have to get through it. And it just seems to be an ongoing thing with the women against women, how the bickering and the negativity and the talking about this and that, what they have on, what they said. Well, the more I look at myself, the more I understand and I know that there's nothing really I have time to focus on you about because whatever's wrong with you, you probably know it. Either you're ready to deal with it or you're not. There's so much more about myself that I need to work on and deal with. So I can't try to get get the speck out of your eye. I can help you when you're ready. I can still treat you with love, but I can't sit and and dwell dwell on it or dwell in it with you unless you're ready to change because that's important as well. So yeah, um, as we wrap to come to a close, there's a few more things I just want to mention. You talk about direction, knowledge, and I believe push, a push on um, the site, meaning um, or, or just could you kind of explain to the audience a little bit about your take on the direction, the knowledge, and the push, how that can um, help in their lives? Sure. You know, knowledge is power. If we don't have the knowledge, then we can't even move to our destiny or our future. When we have the knowledge, then we have the direction as to where we want to go. 
talk to a couple single mothers that want to go to college. There's a scholarship packet from me to you. Oh, thank you. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what direction to take. So I always tell people knowledge is power. If you have a goal, you have a dream, get with people that have accomplished it. You know, I talk to a lot of people that are millionaires. I thank God because, you know, God is just connecting me to profound people. And, you know, whatever the situ- whatever your situation is, get with someone that's achieved it. Get their direction, get knowledge from them so that you can, you know, use them as a role model and kind of be a shadow or so they can mentor you. Uh, you know, even my daughter, you know, sometimes when I start to get down, I start to get sick. I was like, okay, God, I'm I'm always pointing to other people. When are you going to bless me? We were watching Oprah Winfrey, I mean, Oprah Winfrey one day, and Bill Gates came on, Oprah Winfrey, and he has a scholarship. It's called Gates Millennium Scholars, and he gives it out to minority students. And I remember telling my daughter, you're going to be one of those students that wins that scholarship. And this scholarship was over $100,000. To make a long story short, my daughter, two years ago, graduated from high school. And my daughter was a recipient of a $185,000 scholarship. So I'm saying that to say this, you know, get involved, get informed. You know, that's why I like to help people by doing business workshops, you know, because people need knowledge. You know, we go to a lot of workshops where people will talk about spiritual healing. Okay, you're giving us your opinion. You even, you're even giving us quotes and you're giving us different things from different books. Okay, but at the end of the day, what are some of the resources that can help me? Make me knowledgeable about what I'm going through. So that's what I'm talking about. You know, a lot of people do a lot of things, but what tool can I give people to help them, like a resource tool to Mm -hmm. push them to the direction that they need to go? Right, right. You know, when you talk about the knowledge, um, especially with with our younger people, I recently found out, and this is just totally, you know, not seeking this information. I was actually seeking some information uh, with the University of Memphis about a program that we were trying to bring to Memphis and learn that there at University of Memphis there is what they have, a first-generation scholarships to where the, the, the children who are, you know, going to college for the first time in their families they can get a full scholarship. If they, if they have the grade, yeah. they can mm-hmm. get into many of these schools uh, for for that reason, being a first-generation child. And I think about how many kids are first-generation children or would love to be, yeah. but they feel that there's no money there. We have kids that don't um, go to college because they don't know how to search for that, the, exactly. the resources because the counselors yeah. are not in it. So yeah. I know that's getting yeah. a little bit off, but see, as we talk about living on the edge and get ourselves off the edge or learn how to mm-hmm. to adapt to being on the edge, we have to understand that just as soon as we get off that edge or we learn how to adapt, someone else is going to be on that same edge. Someone is on it as yeah. we talk to this show. So we have to learn to give back, pull up instead of putting each other down, talking about one another what they're doing, what they're not doing, how they're doing it. Let's look at, okay, forget where you are. Where is it that you want to be as you talk about the direction? We first have to figure out, because some people just need someone to say, and a lot of our young people, where is it that you want to go? What would you like with the young lady that you helped? 
uh, yeah. learning was, you know, understanding that she liked to bake. How often do mm-hmm. you have anyone on the phone when you're out and about ask a child or even an adult? Because we know when people are hurting and when they're just, because yeah. I like to say, faking mm-hmm. the funk because, you know, mm-hmm. many people are doing that today. So I love that part about the direction, the knowledge, and the push that you have on your site. But we also have to understand that it takes um, it takes work from us as well for our listeners. Uh, you know, whatever it is, you have to, as, as Alicia did, I, I just love the fact and I, that I can continue to say that you took control over your life and your happiness and yeah. your destiny by reminding yourself that this may be on the edge, but I'm not falling. If I have to stand and here... I'm not falling. I'm not. This is not the yeah, yeah. me. And so, so many okay. people take living on the edge just as that. They just get mm-hmm. uh, comfortable with that. And I think rather than just staying there, waiting for a change or creating a change, they jump. They jump to their death, but they're still alive. Walk at the Walking Dead. So mm-hmm. bad place to be. Really bad place to be. So. Our listeners are quiet tonight. We do have them out there, but they are very, very quiet. I did get the chat line up and running, so if you're out there listening on the chat line and you do want to submit your questions or comments before we bring it to a close, uh, you can do that now, but we are up and running on the chat line. Anything you want to add, I would like for you to give the information about your website, the book, and and if you don't mind, give uh, more information about the because I was not aware of the manual, I guess it is, that you wrote, that you were telling the business practice and principles broke yes. yesterday. And give more information about that one, too. How can we order the book, um, your site, and just any other information, where you are and uh, what you will go and do to other places. Just kind of tell us about that side of, of who you are. Okay. You can visit my website at www. The word unlimited, unlimited ex.com, or you can hit me up on Twitter at Lish8169 on Twitter. You can also find me on Facebook as author Alicia Broughton, and you can also find me on LinkedIn and Instagram. You also can contact me on my business line, which is 302 236 3557. You can purchase Living on the Edge and then the second book, Business Practices and Principles, Broke Yesterday and Rich Today. And as I was saying before, this is a handbook. It's a handbook of helps. It tells you how to clear up your credit report. It has forms in there that you can copy out to send to your creditor. Um, There's a step-by-step process of how to apply for grants. Um, There's information on there of how to get your 501c3. It talks about the different types of tax statuses, S-corp, C-corp, sole proprietors. Um, And there's about maybe about 50-some scholarships that I actually put in the book. So it's a book of wealth. It's just a lot of different things in the book to help you. There's a um, a chapter in the book, How to Start a Business Low Cost to No Cost on a Shoestring, so if you're trying to start a business, if you're trying to go to school, if you're trying to do any type of life improvement, business practices and principles, broke yesterday, rich today. You can go online and just Google online bookstores. You can purchase it from Atlantic Bookstores online, 
Barnes and Nobles online or Good Deeds online. It's it's in over 5,000 bookstores online. So if you just went online and Google Living on the Edge or Business Practices and Principles, Brooke Yesterday, Rich Today, you'll be able to find it by author Alicia Broughton. Okay. And some of some of our listeners came in just a little bit after you were telling um, the story about at the time and uh, you you kind of did all this and gathered all this together, you were going through a difficult time. And so what we were meaning was saying that she took control of her happiness, her destiny, her life. She didn't just sit and do nothing. She compiled, who am I? She thought, what do I have? What You know, what can I be doing basically in this time, uh, in this season, while I'm on this edge, you know, waiting uh, basically for through faith, waiting for um, the end, the great end, not the end. But these are some yeah, things that yeah. we put together. And so that's what we have to do. We have to look at, especially if we are people of, of, of faith, um, yeah. we just can't crumble at the drop of a dime because yeah. the word that we go by and use it, count it, says count it pure joy when we go through yeah. this. Because yeah. look at where she, Alicia is now. And look how she just can embrace the day. I mean, she started this conversation out when I called her before off the air. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm alive. I'm well. What if we could look at life and see, you know, yeah. we all don't have to go through those things because God allowed her to go through those so that she could be here telling you today, hey, I went through the big stuff. So you know God can pull me out and he can you, but you, that doesn't mean that you have to go through all the big stuff. You don't have to get, you know, kind of pulled, snatched out. So because you may not be able to bear that, but you, but you do. We do need that faith, and we do need to know our purpose, and we do need to realize that at some point in life, we're all going to be on that edge. We're all going to have to live on the edge, um, learn how to live on the edge. I mean, we have to stay there. And so I commend you for for what you went through, what how you grew through what you what you went through. I just, just commend you for that. Um and it and it had to be, you know, just so difficult, but at the same time to see you on this side of it, you know, it just it again just makes you want to embrace even the small things that we go through, embrace it with a smile and, and much joy, waiting on the on the glorious outcome. So yeah. I commend you for that. Commend you. But to God be the glory. Yes, to, to God, all, all the glory to God. So I'm going to check real quick here, and if not, we'll bring it. I wanted to try to keep it under an hour, and I think we have successfully did that tonight almost. Um, our lines are clear. And for those of you, last time, if you have a question for uh, Ms. Broughton or if you have anything on the chat line, comment, questions, please get those in now. If not, we're going to go ahead and bring this show to a close. Um, I want to say again, thank you for for just um, getting it out there, for, for being so transparent about what you have gone through yeah. and how you went through it, because that, too, will, will help. And and you didn't tell us about the, the radio show, because she's going to be coming on in December for Blog Talk, right? Yes, I am. Yes. Okay. okay. So we'll we'll get that once you get up and running. Send that information to me, and I'll remind our listeners that you're out there, so that they can start listening to you as well. 
um, because the more we get out, the better, because our people are in need of that transformation and that change there. Yes. Yeah. Of more shows like this that um, yeah. can can create detours because our world is yeah. sending our children and our adults the wrong way, and we have to take control as you did of our happiness and our destiny, and sometimes get off the edge. However, you need to get off. Yes. Amen. Get off that edge. So whatever that is for you, as you said earlier, whatever that is for that person. You have to find your way to deal with that edge, get off of it, but don't die on it. Don't let that Amen. be in. Yes. Don't let that be in. Yes. Any last words from you for, for the closing? No, just keep following me. On uh, December the 1st will be the live launching of my first blog radio show, and it's going to be called um, From Past Hurts to Present Faith. So would it be a show on healing and restoration? Okay. And that's December the 1st. Is the first show. Do you December have December the 1st. Um, I'm not for sure. Um, well, on Blog Talk, it'll be between 5 and 8. And then on Talk Show, the show will air at different times throughout the day. Okay. Okay. Well, you keep me posted. And for everybody that's on Facebook, do go out and uh, – and, uh, like her page or just kind of send her a friend, re- friend request and then you can keep updated that way. Uh, if not, then once you launch it, let me know and I will post it. Or you feel free to post it on my page as well and then I'll say it. I'll just remind people on the show as we move about. So we'll just help you get that promoted and support you in that as well. Okay? I appreciate you, my sister, and okay. I'm always here to be a support to you. It's been Thank an you. honor and a privilege to be on your show this evening. It has, and I, I am listening well, reading your posts on Facebook are so inspiring, and no one would ever really know the depth of of the edge, I would say. We would never Amen. really know. So I'm just, yeah. uh, again, motivated by your, your outcome and the glory that you give to God even in the midst of the things that you went through. So I, I just say my hat off to you, sister, and keep keep going. Let's keep spreading the good news. And then, yes, definitely. Okay. Well, thank you, and I want to say a special thanks to our listeners as well. You are required, but I see you out there. Appreciative of you holding on as we got through our technology uh, mix-ups, I would say. So thank you all for tuning in tonight. We will be on this Thursday night at 7 o'clock, I believe. Um, and then the title of that show is God, Where Is My Boaz? So women. Oh, gosh. Yes, I will be listening. <laughs> and tune in with us this Thursday night. So I will be listening. No, me too. I'm going to be listening too. <laughs> so. Thank you again, Alicia. I so appreciate it, and, and it was a great show. Thank you so much. Definitely. You have Good a tremendous time. evening. You Thank too. you once again. Good night. Thank you. Good night. Good night, Bye-bye. everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening.